Hello everyone, welcome to the Get Thinking Podcast. Today we're going to be going over quiz four and its topic is safety. Now before I started, I wanted to go over a couple concepts and I wanted to read a portion of the Declaration of Independence because it's very relevant to uh, this quiz. So I'm going to start by reading a portion of the Declaration. Uh, It says, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, driving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to effect their safety and happiness." Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former system of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. And then it goes through to list um, the wrongs that, that the British king basically had been doing to the colonies. But that is going to be very important for the rest of the quiz and the questions, so I wanted to read that so you all had some context and it was fresh in your memory. And uh, we'll probably be coming back to refer to that uh, shortly. So the concepts I wanted to go over as well are um, man's condition or the human condition and spheres of authority. So first I'll go over man's condition. So it doesn't take long or it's not hard to fathom that people are inherently sinful. Um, Ever since the fall in the Garden of Eden, we have this sin nature that affects everything we do. We have, it's, you can also refer to it as like a sinful want to. And um, so everybody has that and uh, that affects your actions. So you're not going to be prone to just do the right thing. And I wanted to read John, I think it's John, no, no, Romans, excuse me. Romans chapter five, verse 12 says, 
Uh, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, which is Adam, uh, and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. So that shows how since Adam and Eve sinned, we all have that sin nature. And then uh, it's uh, Romans 3.23 that says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we are all sinners and we have all fallen short of God's glory. So we have that sin nature that affects us and, and gives us a tendency to do what is wrong. So that is the human condition. And then I wanted to cover spheres of authority. So uh, God created man and woman, um, individuals, clearly, first in the garden. That was his first sphere of authority. So the basic realm of authority is the individual. Adam and Eve, God told them to care for themselves. They were supposed to um, have dominion over the earth, and they were supposed to work the ground and and uh, get produce their food. And so they were supposed to provide for themselves, keep their um, physical bodies well kept, and that would include keeping their own selves safe. And then from that, God created the family structure and sphere of authority, and families were to care for their family and provide for them, and that would include keeping the family safe. Uh, then we have up from that, there's kind of a, well, with God's people, it's like the church, and so that authority that kept each other in check, like according to God's um, rules and standards and principles. And then I would say beyond that is the civil government. And you see God's structure for the civil government way early on in scripture. Um, a lot of the early forms were with judges, but, and then it went to the kingship. Anyhow, those are God's spheres of authority. So authority starts from God, clearly, and then God distributes it among different I guess you could say institutions, but basically it's the individual has authority to care for himself. Then you have the familial authority, you have church authority, and you have civil government authority. So now I have covered those two concepts and read that portion of the declaration, and we can go ahead and start answering questions. So question number one says, is affecting safety a legitimate function of the government? And the answer is yes. And we'll dive into this a little bit more coming up. It was a two-answer question, so you could say yes or no. All right, moving to question two, it says, if yes, why and to what extent, and if no, why not? As I already mentioned, yes, it has a certain measure of authority and it has a certain measure for safety. And we can also refer um, back to the declaration and how the founders understood that our, um, the authority comes from our creator. And then it's this government that they were forming is based off of the people's rights. And so it's like the most basic form of the government is the people. It says that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. So that's an important thing there. It's that the government is not supposed to be their caretaker, not supposed to be their babysitter or their parent. It is there to secure the rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And if we look at uh, Romans chapter 13, uh, a big function of the government as ordained by God is to be a terror to evildoers, which that that facilitates order, that honors God. It's when uh, the government is promoting what is good and it is um, condemning what is 
bad. And of course, that good and bad, that right and wrong is defined by God. Um, and in doing that, that actually promotes life. It promotes liberty and uh, the pursuit of happiness, which is just being able to live um, a good, peaceful life. Okay, so then we can circle back to the question which says, if yes, that uh, safety is a legitimate function of the government, why to what extent? And if no, why not? So we answered yes, because it is a certain extent of uh, the jurisdiction or the purpose of the government is to provide safety. The government provides order, and as Romans 13 says, it is a terror to evildoers. And because if evildoers are allowed to do whatever they want, you're going to be living in a very chaotic and unsafe uh, society because the people as we said we mentioned earlier the human condition is sinful we are inherently um well not that's not how we were created sinful but since the fall we have that sin nature so we are prone to do evil things and if that's not uh, punished if people are um if evil isn't condemned then you're going to be living in a very chaotic and and a bad society so this governments are supposed to have a measure of um, authority in that manner, punishing evil, and then also like um, foreign threats. Uh, it's supposed to keep you safe from maybe an, an invading army, but that's also made up of the citizens, but it can be organized by the government. So anyway, yes, it has an extent of safety, but it's limited as long as it doesn't uh, infringe um unreasonably or unconstitutionally or illegally on uh, the individual's rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's all has to be within the structure of authority. So like the basic is individual, then family, then church and civil government. And if the civil government is reaching into the other spheres wrongly, that's a problem. Okay, so we answered question two. We're going to move to question number three. And it says... Is it true that in the Declaration of Independence, safety and happiness are legitimate goals of society, but that these must follow from a government that, one, is operated by the consent of the governed, and two, that protects the rights of the governed, namely life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? That's a true or false question, and the answer is true. We just read it a few moments ago. Uh, it was saying that the government was there, that they want to institute the government to, that will see most likely to affect their safety and happiness. And as we discussed, that safety can include uh, punishing evil. It can include fighting off foreign threats. Um, but again, it has to be within its little bubble sphere of authority. And then it's to secure the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay, we can hop on over to question number four. It says, what does the preamble of the U.S. Constitution imply about public safety? And I have five options here. It's a checkbox question, so it has more than one answer. And I also have little, like, parenthetical summariz summarizations that I made of each option. But I'm not going to read those or include them in the answer. I'm just going to leave the basic core part of the checkbox as the answers. So I'm going to read the options and then we'll read the preamble of the U.S. Constitution. Okay, the first option says the federal government is to provide for the common defense. The second one says the federal government is to provide for the domestic tranquility. The third one says the federal government is to establish justice. 
The fourth one says the federal government is to promote the general welfare. And then the fifth one says the federal government is to secure the blessings of liberty for future generations. All right, let's hop right on over to the preamble. It says, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. So, there you heard it. All five of those answers are correct. I think it's worthwhile to go over each one of these very quickly and to think about what they might mean. So the first one, establish justice. I think that one's pretty straightforward. It would be to uh, condemn wrong and to promote what's good, to do what's right. I think that that is pretty straightforward. And that's also very much in accordance with Romans chapter 13. Uh, the next one, ensure domestic tranquility. That would be having a peaceful civil society, which would be keeping people safe. But again, it's in accordance with that like justice mentality, Romans 13 rule of government. Uh, the next one, provide for the common defense. All right. Protecting against like foreign threats, keeping the nation safe as a nation. But that is not dictating an individual's uh, life. Promote the general welfare. That would be keeping a civil society and maintaining the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but staying within the government authority realm. Uh, secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and posterity. Right with what I was just saying, it can act in these other functions, but it has to do so within its limited jurisdiction. All right, we can hop on to the final question. Number five, it says... Who said those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety? Well, the correct answer is Benjamin Franklin. It is attributed that he said it uh, in a letter in 1755. But that is a great statement because it shows that liberty is more important than safety, especially in the hands of government. Giving up your liberty to those in government, as we discussed earlier, that the, with the human condition, we are prone to do things that are wrong. And when you're put in a government position where you have uh, access to power at your fingertips, you're not likely to give it up and you are more likely to do things with it that you want to do. And again, we have that uh, sinful nature tainting everything we do. So if you have somebody who's sinful taking up more power than they should and taking up your liberty so you're not able to do what you want to do, protecting yourself and meeting your own needs or living your life, um, somebody else is stepping in on that liberty with their own agenda, you're going to be having problems. You're going to be having tyranny and it's not going to end up in that society that has that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You're going to end up in a tyrannical type government. And so this quiz is especially relevant today as we are going through the COVID situation in America where we see uh, governments, especially governors, state governors, uh, overstepping their constitutional authorities and taking on these emergency powers to for the public, for the people's safety. 
but it's important that we remember our realms of authority where the individual is the best person to take care of himself. Even in pandemics, there is a little, there, there may be a certain role the government can play, but it should not be telling you when, whether your business can be open or closed. It shouldn't be telling you whether you can go to church or how you're supposed to be uh, worshiping at church. And it shouldn't be telling you how many family members can eat together. There are so many things it shouldn't be doing. It's, it's scope is very minimal. So basically in summation, the best person to take care of you is you. Uh, God made the individuals, the individual responsibility you're supposed to care for, take care of yourself. You have your best interests in mind. The government is not your parent, your caretaker, or your safekeeper. They are there to ensure an orderly civil society that promotes what's good and uh, condemns what is bad. All right, now on to our bonus question. It says, what is a Bible verse that speaks about safety? And I want to read a couple or a few of the responses that I got. One of them is Psalm 118, verse 8. It says, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. And another one is Psalm 119, 117. It says, Hold me up that I may be safe and have regard for your statutes continually. And then the last one is 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. It says, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. I went to 1 Samuel chapter 2 when Hannah was praying. Uh, I think this is after she got um, was pregnant with Samuel. And um, I'm going to read the whole thing because I think it's good. Uh, it says, my heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth derides my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like the Lord, for there is none beside you. There is no rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble bind on strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread. But those who were hungry have ceased to hunger. The barren was, has borne seven, but she who has many children is forlorn. The Lord kills and brings to life. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he exalts. He raises up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and on them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness. For not by might shall a man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Against them he will thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Um, so I think that that highlights God's sovereignty really well and that he's the one who ultimately determines your safety. No matter how hard you try, no matter how much trust you put into the government, God ultimately determines your safety and you can rest in him. As the other uh, Bible verses, I think it was the second Thessalonians was uh, was sharing because God is faithful. He is faithful. And it's also... I think important to note that we are not guaranteed safety. 
John chapter 16, verse 33 says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So we aren't going to live a perfectly peaceful, perfectly safe life. That's not what we're promised. And so we shouldn't have that expectation that we're going to live life freely not freely, the wrong word, that we're going to live life without danger or trouble. But that's not a bad thing, and God is faithful. And he says to take heart, he has overcome the world. So I just think it's important that we don't have that expectation that we are going to live in uh, physical safety all the time. And especially putting that hope in the government to take care of you is not what we're called to do, if anything. Um we are, and we're supposed to put our hope in the Lord and find our safety in Him. And that wraps up quiz four about safety. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope it got you thinking about safety and what the government's role should be in safety and what your own roles should be in safety and uh, where our hope should be in all of it. So I hope you guys have a great week. And if you want to, get the quizzes that I send out, you can email me at get.thinking.minds at gmail.com. So I will see you guys in the next episode and let's get thinking. Thinking.